Thank you for tuning in to the Just Believe podcast. I'm your host, HP Mac. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. This podcast is raw, authentic, and unscripted. With that being said, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Just Believe podcast, and I'm your host, HP Mac. Today, I'm honored. I'm truly blessed to not only follow this young lady, but connect with her in a way where I'm like, man, touch the heart. It feels good to, to actually see someone that looks like me, that's talking about mental health, that's actually want to change people's lives in a way where it's like, man, she gonna do it. To me, she's a superstar. I don't think she realized it yet, but she is. Patina, how are you doing today? I'm really good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for doing this. I've been, I've been following your page for like the last few months. You know, we found each other and I was just like, man, the content that you provide and the way you explain some of the coping methods people don't realize how simple it is. Like, yeah, we have like the Instagram reels and like, it's fun, but I'm like, it's not just like the the sound that you play, like the, the music in the background, but I'm like, are, if you're paying attention, these are basic things. Like the grounding one, I use the grounding methods all the time. And I'm like, look at this, look at this. Like, this is something that's so simple, you know? But um, for the audience, please tell them who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Bertina Davis. I'm a mental health advocate as well as a healing justice advocate. And so I do a lot of the um, healing work around the fact that also our systems need to change. And then just some basic mental health tips as well as some tips for anxiety. And I also have borderline personality disorder. Okay. Okay. What got you into actually being a voice? You know, I became a mental health advocate because of my crazy story or whatnot, but what was, what was your, okay. What was your why of, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do this. Yeah. So, um, I had a very interesting childhood and in my childhood, there was just like, there was, there were a lot of things my parents did that really confused me. So, um, I was always trying to figure out like, why are they like this? You know, like, why are people like, why are they doing this? Like, why is my dad abusive towards my mom? Like, why do they fight the way they do? Why is it always about money? Like, why do they start fighting about like, el- like a- when they drink alcohol, like what's really going on here? Cause it was like, I mean, I saw some pretty severe things. And so like, I also would play like, um, protector during that time. So I'd be eight years old. Like, um, my grandmother told me that one time she found my sisters in the closet because I had seen on a TV show that if you want people to be safe, you can hide them in a closet. And so like, I put my little sisters in the closet and I like was out trying to like get my parents to stop fighting each other and get my dad to stop hitting my mom. And so even at a young age, I would just like would play therapist with my parents a lot and talk to them. So I was just like, Hmm, like this is like an interest. This would be like an interesting job to be like a therapist. And so, you know, like throughout the rest of my, like, my life, like my childhood, I was always like that friend that would listen to a lot of people's issues. And I had one friend that would listen to all of mine. So that was really nice. But um, that was just like, kind of what it was. And then I also had my own like, issues with like, uh, I had a lot, like an enormous, I would say abnormal amount of empathy for others. So like, like, I would get so attached to people. And like, if there were breakups, I'd just burst into tears, you know, like if there were like, um, fights, like I wouldn't be able to sleep or eat. And when I was 14, I ended up like, you know, searching the internet 
and I found like borderline personality disorder. And I, I was, I was looking at everything. I was just like, wow, all this fits me exactly. But you know, I, we, my family couldn't afford therapy yeah. at that time. My parents ca- had gotten a divorce when I was around eight and a half, nine. And so when they got a divorce, like my mom and me and my sisters, we were, we were with my mom most of the time. And my dad, we saw him on the weekends, but we just slipped into poverty. So we went from like a five bedroom home, all of us having our own rooms. We went from upper middle class to extreme poverty and lower middle class. But then also I had to deal with um, what I found out later was racial trauma because even though we were in poverty, my mom always wanted us to go to white schools. So I was always like, not just like one of the only black kids, but I was also the poor black kid. Yeah. The the stereotype black kid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then, but like my mom would bend over backwards to make it so my life didn't seem like I was a stereotype kid, black kid, unless people came to my house. And then they would, then they could kind of tell like there was something like a little different or that we didn't have as much money. So, um, I ended up going to college, uh, earlier in high school. And then also in college, I ended up drinking, you know, like kids drink. Gotta, gotta turn up. I left left the mess. It's time to turn up. Yeah. Yeah. I got, (laughs) I got turned up. All right. I got turned up to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, trust me. I got stories. I got stories. (laughs) I would, um, so a lot of time in high school, my mom would find me like outside of our house, like on the, uh, like it was like on the sidewalk on the front sidewalk. Cause I was so drunk. I literally couldn't like walk in to the house. So she would have to drag me inside, throw me in the shower. I'd be throwing up. Like it was just, it was just a mess. And so I like, I was the same way in college, but then I didn't have like mom. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it different crazy. when you when you don't have anybody there. You're like, oh, oh, I gotta slow down. Oh, yeah, but I didn't slow down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, turn up. <laughs> I didn't, and um, so yeah, I drank a lot through college, and then after I was still drinking, you know, and like in between college and high school, like I'm just gonna rewind really quick. Yeah. I had my first ever panic attack at 19. It was either 19 or 18 around that time. And so they put me on anti-anxiety meds. So this whole time through college, I'm taking anti-anxiety meds on and off. I started going to therapy. I'm going to therapy. I'm going to, I'm going to a white therapist. And like, she's not really understanding like where- That I'm language from. barrier. That yeah. language barrier. Yeah. And then like, it was also one time she made an assumption, like she made an assumption that my parents were never married. And I, I felt like, you know, like when I look back, I'm like, well, damn, like she wouldn't have made this assumption if I was white. So, so yeah. So, you know, and I got really upset about that, Um, but I continued to go to white therapists because like, I didn't trust my own people because of, um, rewind one last time when (laughs) when I was a kid. Uh, the kids that bullied me the most were other black kids because of the way I talk, because of the way like I dressed and everything like that at the time. That's who I got bullied by the most. So I only dated white guys. I only hung out with white people for that whole time. And then um, after college, I ended up going through my first like actual racist, like racist type of uh, situation like that was overtly racist that I could tell was racist. And that was at a job I worked at a marketing job. And so I left that job. I was like, forget this. And I ended up going to an activist rally 
like with just a friend, just like for just to know what was going on. Yeah. And I went headfirst into the world of activism. So like it, it, it's eye opening, right? Would you see it like you read about it back in the days, right? You hear about like the Black Panthers and like the Martin Luther Kings and yeah. the Malcolm X. And then you're like, yeah. oh, wait, this is a different type. Of, wait, I do have the ability to move the needle. And I do have a voice. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And so I co-founded and led the Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar. And that was during Jamar Clark's death, uh, November 15th, 2015. So that's what I was doing for a whole year is I was doing like all this activist work. And I watched so many people with all these mental health issues, just like going through it and then like going, starting to go through paranoia and all these things like that. And it reminded me of my family as well and some family things back then. So, you know, I quit. And then a couple of years later, I was like, you know what? I've always cared about mental health. I really want to become a mental health activist. This has always been my passion. It's always been my path. I wanted to be a therapist, but I didn't want to go to grad school because all that money. Monies. (laughs) Monies. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, we're in the same. You're speaking my language a thousand percent. (laughs) That's why I became an advocate because I was like, oh, maybe I could be like a psychiatrist or something like that. Because like, I really want to help people. But then when you look at the price and it's like, oh, okay, I am never going to be able to buy a house. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to be in debt for the next 30 years minimum, you know, hoping that I can get some of this back just to pay back a student loan. No, no. Yeah. So, but that, that made me partner with a couple of therapists so I can learn some tips. So when I do have these conversations, I am speaking not only their language, but I'm still speaking my language and I have that proper knowledge. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and during all that time when everything was going on, I ended up being diagnosed finally because I went to a black therapist. <laughs> That's your language. Yep. Yep. So I, when I was 27 years old, I was, I figured out that I have borderline personality disorder. I was finally diagnosed. And so um, just about a year ago, I stopped heavy drinking. So I drank like maybe like a glass of wine, two glasses of wine. Yes. Thank you. I'm like proud of you. twice a month, if that. Yeah. But really, I can't it do out. it. Yeah. Because yeah. so. it, 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 for some reason, it triggers something. Like you have yeah. a demon. You have like a demon or something is like, that's telling you all your like insecurities or the past stuff that you're trying to heal. And it's like, yeah. dude, I'm trying to get over that. Why do you keep bringing that up? And yeah, no, I realized that with myself. Um, yeah. I'm about to go on three years of being sober. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. And congratulations. I, I don't know. Like, it's something about it where it's like, I felt like I need it. Like I needed to drink all the time. But then once like now that like my, my daughter was born, right. I just cold Turkey stopped it. Right. Because there was a trigger for me. Right. There was moments where I wanted to reach out to like my dad and I have like, I want to have these intellectual conversations with him. Just, just about life. There's no guidance on how to be an adult right? There's none. Mm. So like you go to the closest adult that you know, and the person that you're supposed to trust and love for some guidance. And he was always like, I guess I I would call at the wrong time. But in my eyes, I'm like, dude, it's nine o'clock. Like, why are you hammered at nine? You know, it's like, it's nine o'clock on a Tuesday, like chill out, you know, but he would be like hammered in a way where I couldn't have these dialogues. So I was like, if anything ever happened now that I'm a a father, um, I don't want that to affect my child. No, like not. even if my child wakes up in the middle of the night and they're like 22 years old, 
I still want to be there having this conversation. Hey, you okay? All right. Everything's good. Let me coach you through this. Or, hey, I'll go personally drive there to see you, you know, because because that's important. You want to be that protector or that, you know, the best parent that you can be. And I realized once I stopped drinking, man, you see the world in a different color. Man. <laughs> like I never seen like blue this color. I never seen red. Like you appreciate life and you're, you, you don't feel stressed as much. At least I don't. Right. Like people like, man, yo, what are you doing? Your skin looks good. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I stopped guzzling that Hennessy bottle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, a doctor ended up actually telling me as well. So for anybody who's watching, who takes anti-anxiety pills, when you take anti-anxiety pills and then you go ahead and drink, it actually negates the anti-anxiety pill. So even if you think you've been taking anti-anxiety pills for like a year straight, if you've been drinking every night or even two times a weekend, like you're, you've negated everything that pill has done for yeah. you. You got to so hit the reset button. Yeah. yeah. And so that, when I found that out, I was just like, oh my God, that's why I don't like, that's why these pills haven't been working for me. And so, cause I'm not like, I'm really not a medication or non-medication shamer. Whatever somebody wants to do, they can do. I'm, I'm very much on the fence. I would like to eventually go a more holistic route for myself. But once again, like whatever somebody else does for their body is none of my business. Yeah, so, Cause everyone's different. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, like I remember um, when I started becoming an advocate, um, mm-hmm. um, one of my buddies, he reached out to me and he was like, Hey man, you know, I'm like publicly, none of us knew. Right. Like we know, like he was kind of like he had like a little rage or whatever, but he was on prescriptions. Right. And then he saw me talk about mental health and he was like, hey, like, how do you feel about me taking this? Do you think I should stop? And I and I instantly told him, look, we're all different. If the doctor told you to take it, it's perfectly fine. It's don't be ashamed on it. We all need assistance in life. There's times where I had to go get tutoring and I wasn't ashamed of it. It was helping me become better. And he was like, wow, I never looked at it like that. And he's like, thank you for that. Because he was ready to see, oh, hey, my buddies, he did everything without any medical help. And I was like, but everybody's different. I'm like, I, it literally took me like two and a half years to fully heal. And I'm not like done, done, but I, I'm at a point where it's like that generational curse part, I healed with that, but I still have other things and other issues I have to work on. So I always tell people that. Absolutely. Healing is a lifelong journey. And that's like what freaks me out sometimes about some parts of the wellness industry that are more capitalist based is that they make it so like one, you need all these material objects to heal Two, They make it. So it's like, Oh, like as soon as you're done with this, you're going to be healed forever. And it's just like that. Mm-hmm. This is not a Disney movie guys. Yeah. yeah thank you. It's not like, happy ever after. We're all ready to go. Like, oh, no. no, no. You just heal in the sense of, Okay, I heal from the past, but I still have other issues that I have to work on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, that's perfect. Um, so what got you into like doing the videos and the quotes and everything like that? Yeah, so um basically for for a year I was very oh, I was so scared to talk about like my mental illness, especially being borderline personality, because people say really awful things about people with borderline personality disorder. Like it's like that person's crazy. Mm-hmm. They can't be in a fully functional relationship. You know, I proved that wrong. I'm actually engaged. So like I'm not wearing my ring. No worries, no worries. It's okay. It's okay. He's in the other room and he's in the other room. But, <laughs> it's okay. Um, but congrats. Congrats for proving that the naysayers wrong. Yes. And so 
Um, oh, and it's a black guy, just so everyone knows. So I put that out there for earlier in this story. That was a different narrative there. Oh, I love this conversation. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so um, you know, so like I was actually doing a lot of the modeling stuff. So I do like some modeling. I have like a couple of uh agents I do local commercials for here and so that was what my Instagram mostly was you know it was modeling but I'd still have quotes in there because like I really don't and it's fine for everyone else but I don't like like myself just being like like it's just like you go to my my page and it's just a bunch of pictures of me like that just like that feels weird personally to me it's always felt like strange like just I got some random person that's just like, 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 and then it's yeah. a random comment like, oh, okay. All right, dude. Stop yeah. being creepy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, so it makes me feel, it makes me feel weird too. Cause it's just like, it just like, I don't, I don't really know what it is. I don't like seeing myself that much, you know? So it was just like a thing where I would always put little quotes here and there. And I was just like, okay, but like, I'm getting sick of like doing like, the Instagram modeling thing. And yeah. I'm getting kind of sick of like just random posts about this and this and this. And I've always been really into mental health. And so I ended up talking to somebody that um, my partner is, uh, he, what is he? He used to be their boss. And so like this person was just like, was like, yeah, well, I, I really like to talk about borderline personality disorder and we can talk about it in an article. And I was just like, oh, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can like publicly talk about it. And they were just like, oh, okay, well, why not? And I was just like, I really thought about that question for like a year. I thought about it. I was just like, well, why not? And as the older I got, I was just like, well, okay, a bunch of people on the internet are going to like, might call me crazy or call me a wackadoo. Like, you just didn't feel like you was healed enough. Did you feel like personally you you was healed to talk about it or you just feel uncomfortable? So just like like the publicly to be like, okay, this is what I have. I, well, I knew I definitely wasn't healed the time I was thinking about it at all, you know, like, but I was like, I was more scared of like other people's opinions, you know, like I was very, very terrified of what people would say about me. And so like the more I healed and then the more I just like got older and was just like, what's the worst somebody can do? The more I was just like, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea to talk about who I am actually and maybe somebody else will be like, oh, you know what? That I actually, can yeah, yeah, that's something I might have too. Because I've only, since I came out with borderline personality disorder in 2017, I've only met five other black women who have it, you know? And, and I was comfortable that. talking about it. Yeah. Like I, or like they didn't talk about it publicly. They messaged me and they're like, oh my God, I have this too, but I don't talk about it to anyone. And so like, it just, it's just like a thing where I'm like, the least, the like, least amount of people who could feel alone, the better. Yeah. In yeah. this world. So yeah, that, that was my why. Yeah. I was, um, at first, like, I was like you, like, man, I don't know if I'm comfortable talking about it because people, you know, people know me for like, being the jokes or smiling, making people feel good, right? Like I'm empathetic as hell. And, and I was like, man, you know what? I have to talk about it because I, being empathetic, I don't want anybody to feel like that. And I don't want them to just keep on passing on that pain in their family. 
you know, I, I talk about the importance of the generational curse. I don't care if you're white, black, purple, green, yellow, no one family deserved that pain, right? So that's the reason why I just came out. And in the beginning, I sucked, <laughs> you know, but then I learned like, okay, actually, let me articulate this and let me talk about it. Like I haven't dabbled too much into like uh, my story that much on like, especially like Instagram, but on this podcast, I mean, all up through it, telling my story. And I want people to see the rawness of, okay, my situation is not like him or my situation may be like him, yeah. but man, this is a voice where I can listen to that. It's okay to get help. Cause it, it, that's all it is about breaking that stigma. You know, unfortunately yeah. you and I both been stereotyped by our, the color of our skin. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. We all go through trauma. We all have pain that no one wants to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about, hey, let's normalize going to the gym all the time. And it's like, okay, well, we're normalizing going to the gym. Why can't we normalize talking about going to a therapist? Yeah, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. So now that you did this and now that you have people that's like following you, how do you feel? Like not following you because of the pictures, but following you because of the content of man, she's a super dope mental health advocate, oh, you know? Gosh. Like, have it hit you yet or, or no? No, you are, you are. I, I give people their roses while they can still smell them. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what I, I don't know if it's, if anything's really hit me or I don't know if, like, I feel like there's, like, like I'm different. I don't really feel that at all. But what I, what I love is like, I get messages from people and some of them like, are like, well, I have a friend with borderline personality disorder. How, what am I supposed to do? You know? And I actually love receiving those messages. I love helping them and helping them figure out how to talk to their friend. And a lot of the time, like then I'm able to let them know, like, Hey, like your friend also has to be able to like, your friend also has to want to do the work to heal. It's yes. not all your responsibility. Cause I know, like, I'm so glad that a lot of my friends, like when I have been in the toxic places have been like, okay, you know what? I'm shutting Bertina out for a little bit. She's, she's getting shut out. I'm glad that they did that for their own mental health because like borderline personality disorder, if the person's not getting like exactly what they need, like doing the DBT skills work, doing mindfulness work, then honestly, like it can be it can you can drag down a lot of people with it so I love getting those messages from other people and I just love talking to people about mental health stuff like some of my some like some of my friends have even started talking about it more outside of Instagram because of what they've seen me posting on Instagram and so they've been more open and I've gotten deeper relationships with my friends because of it so that's also been awesome too I love it I love it I remember um you know like really like owning it right and I want to say probably like March when once the pandemic like officially hit and we was like on lockdown yeah. I don't know I just felt a shift in me right and I just started yeah. like talking about it a lot more because I felt like this was the time people needed to hear about it right and I remember seeing like one of my buddies who I've been knowing for years start sharing the hell out of my content right I'm just like oh, oh thanks man I appreciate it and he's like, no, 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 I'm sharing this. Um, he's like, no, it's like, it's really good, but I'm sharing this because I'm currently going through this. And it's a reminder of me that it's living proof that I can go, I can overcome this. Wow. Talk about grown man. Who cut it onions? <laughs> Who cut it onions? You know, like tearing up. Cause it's like, wow, this is the reason why I do it. And then what I know 
that my homeboy that I've been knowing for years is going through something like this? Probably not, right? Because like, let's face it, like as people, we don't like to, we don't like to quote unquote air our dirty laundry, right? Because we think somebody's going to judge us. But he knows like, man, at this place, HB, he doesn't judge anybody. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, he doesn't really judge anybody. And I told him I can't judge anybody because I try to harm myself. So who am I to sit there to judge? Right. I, I sat there. I learned from my mistakes. And now I looked up and it's like, hey, universe, God, hey, wh- whatever way you want to use me, use me. And this is the way you want to use me. I'm going to I'm going to receive this message and I'm going to share it with the world. And it really helped me. I don't know, like helping people. It just gives me peace. Right. Like, I really feel like this is my purpose. It gives me peace. And it's, and it's, hey, we're talking about mental health. Cool. Let's go. And it's not even, I have to talk about it. If there's a conversation about it, hey, let me learn something because I, there's certain things that I don't know, you know, and I'm willing to learn. This is how you get better. And this is how you can able to articulate and communicate with somebody that is showing those red flags. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But I love what you're doing. Um, unfortunately, we have to go. But please tell the people, the world, where to find you at? So you can find me on Instagram at B T H E Bertina B R E T T I N A, and then you can also find me at my website www.bertina.com. Thank you, thank you for doing this. This was outstanding. Uh, I really like this. Conversation. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. This is fun. We might have to do this again soon. <laughs> but no, this is this is fun. Um, and also, um, is there anything you want to promote before we go? Are you okay? Um, I don't think so. Uh, what I would like to say is as these upcoming months come with everything that's going to be happening, just really try to keep consuming content that really helps you, you know, like don't overly consume content of any sort, but also make sure you're out there following people like HB over here, who's Thank like you. spreading positivity and don't get into too much negative because we don't have time for that, you know, no. especially with everything that's going on no. in the world. No, not at all. So appreciate this, guys. Until then, we see you next time.